This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about our four-legged children and speak with Cynthia Silver, actress, blogger, and entrepreneur. Woo! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you, Teresa? <laughs> no, I want you to go first. How are you? Well, uh. Apparently, all those joyous weeks I was having being pregnant, and I, th- I believe I laughed directly at you yeah. when you said that you were feeling uh, hormonally unbalanced and emotionally yeah. upset. Yeah, you made me feel terrible. Yeah, well, good. That's my job <laughs> as a friend and a co-parent, other parent. Um, I uh, it seems to have caught up oh. to me, and instead of wanting to vomit food, uh-huh. I just want to vomit emotional emotions. Oh. Anger and sadness. Just always just right, anger right, and sadness. right under my oh. throat. Just like right there. Just like there's a gag. Right? You could push it and sadness or anger could come out oh. at any minute. That's terrible. It really is horrible. I really don't like it. It reminds me uh, how much I hate being fucking pregnant. Does it help at all to have the knowledge that like okay this is chemical it's something that's just happening to you mm. that is nothing about like anything being actually wrong well in your here's life, the problem but... because like I, yeah i mean the chemical i understand it's chemical but but does that it... help you like does that make you feel better or mm. does it not really help i don't think all? it helps as much this time because okay so when this was happening in new york the first time with katie bell it was, like, extra bad because I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know how to handle it. And I was in New York, which I was done with. You mm-hmm. know, and you're on the subway and everything stinks. You know, like, yeah. your job and you're in a tidy apartment. And, ah, you yeah. know, like. You had actual things to blame it yeah, on. Yeah, like, there were a lot of things happening. This time, like, you know, it's we have some space. It's green. It's nice. I'm pretty happy in, you know, California. But, like, at the same time, we were having, like, Stefan and I were having kind of a rough week. Uh-huh. And uh, of, like. He just seems a little checked out, uh-huh. and uh, that's that's an that's inconvenient timing. It's a, it's, it's completely yeah. inconvenient. He's very checked out, and it remind it like gave me back the flashback to the first pregnancy where I was like, I don't like asking for help, and I certainly don't yeah. like asking for like. I'm so special because I'm pregnant. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not. Yeah, it's not your style. It's just not my style. Yeah, and so like, but I can remember how angry I was that there was like very little acknowledgement from him. Yeah, and because I'm just like born to like, well, I still need to haul the garbage out even though it really hurts and it's gonna bother. You know, like I just yeah. keep going, and as mm-hmm. a result, he reads that as she's totally fine she's and not fine. a big deal, and mm-hmm. I am gonna go. Yeah, it just timed out badly, and so I'm torn between like. My instincts are, no, he's really checked out and being kind of a douche this week. And I don't think I'm wrong about that. (laughs) But like you said, it times out very badly with like the fact that I have no control over the deep, swelling sadness that's going on in my life. Right. And uh, maternity clothes wise, I only have three shirts and two pairs of pants. And the pants are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. I want to have this one skirt. 
Okay. And that I'm wearing right now. And then the three shirts are all fucking pink because that was the only color that was even remotely okay when I bought them. Mm-hmm. And I'm really tired of that. Like, I'm really done with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. To where you're I just know. like, I don't want to put on the fucking pink shirt again. I and then know. you're like, I'll try and sneak into that T-shirt. I bet it's still, bu- oh, it doesn't no, fit it doesn't. even remotely. I know. I know. It's really bad, too, because I feel like we have such a long way to Ugh, go. We are not Like, even... I'm already in spandex. Like, I'm wearing a, a dress yeah. right now that's just, like, stretchy. And it feels great, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to be so over this whole yeah. thing in, like, a month. Right. And I'm going to yeah. have so many more months. So many more months. <laughs> right. Right. Because as, as everybody likes to tell you, well, you do pop earlier. With you your second do. child, pop a you gotta earlier. pop earlier. And by pop, I mean look five months pregnant when I'm just teetering on three months pregnant. I know. Um, it's really unfair. It's really, I hate it. I mean, I mean, a blessing. A blessing. Um, how are you? Um, I'm okay. Good. I, I have. <laughs> Um, I had I had a funny thing happen while uh, Simon was in the bath the other night. I was just kind of like standing around, spacing out, and he's in the bath. And all of a sudden, I felt the baby move. Oh my in, in, god! You know the not the Simon baby, the baby right. that is that I am carrying. <laughs> Um, and I felt the baby move. It was the first time I had felt the baby move in this pregnancy, which and it, which was really cool. Yeah. But it wasn't like one of those like flutter, flutter. Right. It wasn't like like, like hello, there's baby like there's a baby there. Like it was like, <laughs> bam! Like it was like, oh my god! Like I, it was it was such it was like a violent kick or a somersault right. or something crazy that <laughs> surprised me so much that I literally like physically startled, like I jumped. <laughs> That was that was a baby movie, you know, because I, I I remember what it feels like, and um, so I obviously like knew what it was right away, which is probably a good thing. Um, but then I was so like excited right. that I had felt the baby for the first time, but the only person who was there was Simon. <laughs> so you're I, like one and a half year right, old, right? Right, and so then I was like, well, good a time as any, and I'm like, Simon, there's a baby in my belly. <laughs> And was, he, I, was he as thrilled as you hoped he would be? He was just staring at yeah. me like, what? And then I'm like, I'm like, I'm like trying to think, how can I put this into a context that will make, like, that will be meaningful right. to him? So I'm, so I go, there's a baby in my belly and it's going to come out and play with you. <laughs> oh, right <laughs> which, now. Which I, as soon as it came out of my mouth, yeah. I realized was like the creepiest yeah. sounding thing in the whole world. And also makes no sense because, first of all, there's so many months left before the oh, baby yeah. will come out. And second of all, when the baby comes out, he's not really going to be that fun to play with. Oh, they're while. very unfun for a while for other children. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then I'm like, yeah, it's going to be. And so then Simon's like, I want that. <laughs> he's like, I want to play with the baby. <laughs> like he oh, starts God. saying like he. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I knew as uh. I was saying it that I was doing this. But uh, every day, whatever. every day. It was, Is he out yet? I know exactly. Is he out yet? I know. Well, luckily, then he forgot for a few days. But then this morning, it was back. Like, oh yeah. Like, want to see Mama's belly button? And then as soon as I show him my belly button, like, baby, 
Yeah. Want to play with the baby? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You already felt it. Again, I have yeah. no sense of time and space in terms of well, being pregnant I, I and what happens. Well, I because, like, I, um, they said in my first pregnancy, I think you can feel it earlier in the it's second like 16, one. They do say, like, with the second, because you're more aware of what you're feeling. Because I immediately, you told me this, and I immediately looked up being like, am I going to feel the baby yeah. any time? Yeah. Uh, or is this just the prolonged gas that I'm yeah, experiencing? Yeah, what did it say? Every, it said about 16, 16. weeks, which you're yeah, roughly, so I, was I think, saying, yeah, there. I'm yeah. 17. Now yeah. I was 16 when I when I felt yeah. the baby. But with Simon, they said, "Oh, with your first one, you probably won't feel it till like 20 or 22 weeks." And I actually started feeling him move at 17 weeks. Wow. Um. So but you're uh, also very in tune with yourself. I'm so in you're tune. You're very in tune. I am so in tune. You are very in tune. <laughs> I think I was watching like Criminal Minds, like eating my third pizza for the day when uh-huh. I felt Katie Bell move alone because Stefan was out like doing something amazing and fun. Oh, uh, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, and yeah. So anyway, that's all I got. That's good. Um, well, let's talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, things more important than our babies. Right. We're going to talk about our pets. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Oh, Teresa. Yes. You've got pets. I do. I have two dogs. You do. I have two cats. Oh. Did you have the two dogs before having Simon? We did. Um, we had Coco for a few years, and then we actually adopted Sissy the day before I found out I was pregnant <laughs> with Simon. So we had had Sissy for about you know nine months when Simon was born. Did you? Did they come with their names, or did you get to name them? We named them. Okay. They both had weird, weird yeah, names. Okay, coming. Coco's name was Georgie Girl. Right. Um, and Georgie Girl. Sissy's name was Chicklets. How old were they when they when you got them? Uh, they were felt... each about a year old. All when right, so we you got thought you them. could change their names and oh, it wouldn't be scarring. We for knew life. we could change. They can like, you can change their names. What if like babies came like with names? So you were just like, <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as the baby came out, I was like, they're like, here's your baby, yeah. Zuzu. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, I'm gonna call it something else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so did you have fears about like what were your like? You're like, oh my god, we're pregnant, and now mm-hmm. we have two dogs. Yeah. What were, like, your fears about that, your excitement about that? I mean, like, it's kind of weird. You don't really think about the effect of your animals until you're pregnant. Yeah. What were some of your... Well, I wasn't... Well, my mom gave me so much shit about the second dog. She was like, (laughs) you are about to have your hands so full. Ah! And I was like, ugh, it'll be fine, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I just I thought it would be fun, you know, like when I was when I was a little kid growing up, um, I always wanted a dog and we got my first dog when I was nine. And that was great. But I I I've always thought it would be nice to have dogs around when I had kids. But the thing that like as we got close to giving birth, it started to like fuck with my head Mm. was that I was like, wait. When I give birth, like, I'm supposedly going to love this baby more than I can even imagine right now. Right. And, like, I I loved my dog so much. <laughs> but I just had, the, like, people kept saying, like, oh, the dogs are going to, the you know, you're going to want to give them away. You're going to want to yeah, get right. rid of them. Like, you're going to, 
hate your dogs or whatever. You, no matter how much you love your dog right now, you're not going to, like, everything changes when you have the baby. And I was, yeah. I did start to get really scared that, like, it would be something that was totally out of my control. Right. That suddenly the um, love that I felt for my dogs would just go away because I would be so into the new baby. And that <laughs> Which, by the way, is me. true with your second child. <laughs> of you course. will immediately, I'm gonna stop, immediately loving stop loving my first child. <laughs> right, right. Well, that, isn't that weird, though, that like people say that to you? Because I remember people said that to me about the cats. Oh, like, they did. They yeah. said this. So, this is like, my question because I thought that people with, with cats, like, that they would just be like, because cats. Cats are different. Like they don't. They're not. Cats as are m- more deadly. Well, cats but, are way more but deadly. But they also. Babies. But they also don't. <laughs> they don't need. Like my dogs. They're small. They're like. Yeah. Lap dogs. Like they're right. very needy. And like I feel like cats are a little bit more manageable personality wise. Maybe that's a, just a broad generalization. But like, <laughs> like I, I feel like people wouldn't. I. I my. My, like, outsider's guess is that people wouldn't be like, oh, your cats are going to drive you nuts once you have the baby. Unless you've got psycho cats like oh. we have Okay. at which point in time. Because we had so we had the two cats. We had mm-hmm. Casper and Bee. And Bee's all right. Bee's kind of psycho. Bee's kind of one of those cats that, like, at random times of the day, especially in the middle of the night, just runs like a crazy animal <laughs> all over the house. Just like... That's right? really cute. Uh, it's not. Um, <laughs> and then, like, over your bed. Or, and she has a particular oh. thing about stepping. Like, so, like, at five in the morning she wants to get up so she'll just go over to the side of the bed and totally fuck with him and be like is that your phone tap 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 knock is that your glass of water tap 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 knock like, I, on my side of the bed I have this giant stack of books I have all this stuff yeah. his, his side of the bed now is totally clean every night because otherwise, otherwise is I'm like come. I don't know what your problem That's is so funny um, but Casper would just walk around he's like this big burly cat who yeah. would walk around uh, and just talk at corners uh-huh. uh, like, oh. you just be somewhere in the... Which, the point of this is once you have the baby and there's already, like, you have the double noise. Yeah. is really annoying. But to get back to the point of the... What's the expectations yeah. is... Oh, you're, everybody, your baby's going to be larger than the cats. Uh-huh. Everybody's going to be the dander and the cat litter. Cat litter will kill your yeah. baby while you're pregnant. Yeah. Cat litter will kill your baby after you're pregnant. Yeah. Um, and... Cats, you know, steal the breaths of babies when they right. sleep. Of course. There's so, that. Yeah, there's that. So you don't want to mess with that. So I guess for us, my big fear was less about not loving the cats. Or, <laughs> I actually never thought of that because I'm like, I love my cats. My fear was that our, we were going to have an allergy, like a kid who was allergic uh, to cats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the kid, the, and, and then we would have to get rid of the cats. And I don't know if I could have gotten rid of the cats. Like, cause I'm a big, like, yeah. I don't know if I could have done that. Like, so my fears were kids going to be allergic and I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Mm-hmm. And, or the cats for some crazy reason would just constantly be trying to attack the baby. Right. And that didn't happen. Right. Did that, that didn't happen yeah. at all. Like they didn't even want to get like in the bed with her. You know what I right. mean? Like they were like, they just pretty much were like something screaming is in the house <laughs> and we're going to go over here. So they weren't interested when B she would when like, first brought her home? No, nah, not really. They like all got up on the bed and the moment we like put her down on our bed uh, when she first came in from the hospital and like here come my two totally reasonable sized cats up on the bed and I was like... You guys are giant. Like, yeah. The cat suddenly Oh, seemed, they must have looked so huge. They looked ginormous. And yeah. B is a runt. And I was yeah. like, you are a monster. Yeah. And like, B is always like kind of interested, like, you know, 
All right, you on tummy time? I'm going to go play with the things hanging down at tummy time with you. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. That's but the other thing is that all toy baby toys, toys are cat, cat and dog, dog toys. toys. They are all exactly the yeah. same. So for me, those were our fears. And luckily, I didn't have to address those fears. But they are starting to resurge again because... What if the second? What if, what if I get? What if the first one got on my good anti-allergy genes? Are there are there <laughs> things that people say you can do to like help I'm, with the prevent that? I'm sure kind there of are. I certainly like, did is, research Are there things it. that you're? Are there things you're supposed to do when you have cat? Like aside well, from keeping your baby away from the kitty litter? Like, well, yeah, you're not supposed to change cat litter when you're pregnant, right? right because right. Like, yeah. But I was talking to a doctor about this. I was actually talking to a couple of people about this. I said, yeah, but if you've had cats living with you the entire time, like in your house, you're already exposed to that, whatever that whatever thing is that you're not supposed is. to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's in it's the like cat a virus shit. or yeah. something. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's cat shit. Right. You know what I mean? It's And yeah, I mean, they're like, your baby's probably already been exposed to it inside yeah. of you. And right. so is already sort of building right. up the defense. And in terms of like allergy stuff, uh, you know, they do say that if you expose your kid right away... To everything for the mm-hmm. most part. I mean, you know, I'm no allergist. <laughs> so, like, I, you know, but like, we always just, I mean, Katie Bell was probably eating cat hair from the moment she came yeah. in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, there's cat hair everywhere. Well, so the funny thing about dogs is with dogs, it's, there's, it's actually like proven yeah. that having dogs around your newborn right. um, is good for their immune system um it's it's really cool so that was like always whenever things were dirty or like whenever my dogs would like lick simon's face like (laughs) that was my always my justification like whenever like there was like dog hair like around you know i would just like be like "Eh, it's helping him build up his immunity like (laughs) it's stronger (laughs) eat your spinach and play with the dog yeah but then no but that is like supposedly that is an actual benefit i believe that i do believe that so that's kind of cool that's cool. What That's about, um, were you worried about dogs making a crap load of noise while your child's trying to sleep? Was I worried about Are it or bar- did it actually ruin my say. life for the first year of Simon's <laughs> life? <laughs> um, yeah, worries, worries, I think, are the least important aspect of this story. I mean, my dogs, okay, my dogs are terrier chihuahua mixes. And they're, they're little yappy dogs? They're yappy. Yeah, I mean, yappy. they are. They just are. I don't really like referring to them that way, but thank you for <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Um, no, but they do. They they, right. they do. They just yeah. bark. And they, like, I, we were joking before we went on the air that, like, they are, like, total pussies. And right. their only defense mechanism in the world is their screechy, high-pitched <laughs> bark. And they use it. All the time right. because it's all they got. Right, they're small and they're wussies. So everything's out to get them. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so they they just bark a lot. When si- <laughs> at this point, you know, he's so used to it that it actually doesn't stress me out that much right. anymore. I still have to tell the dogs to shut up if he's taking a nap and they're they're barking. <laughs> How but do they like, respond to that? But it, <laughs> I mean, they they do quiet down if I tell them to quiet down. But like the thing is, is the difference between now and when Simon was like you know three or four months old yeah. is that now I know that if Simon kind of like hears it, he'll just go back to sleep. Right. It's not a big deal. Whereas when he was a baby, 
if they barked, he would wake up. Sure. And like I had worked so hard oh. to get him to go to sleep or whatever. Yeah. And it was vi- like it was very stressful. I think it, I think it added a lot of stress to yeah. the first like baby months because I mean, I remember when he would be asleep and I'd just be walking around super tense, just yeah. like waiting for one of them to like make a beep <laughs> and then I would just be like no! So I want to I want to cover one thing. Yeah. Um uh there's like specific things that people can do when they like bring home the baby from the hospital the oh, first yeah, time. Oh yeah, 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 no, this is good. So yeah, do yeah, yeah. Do, are there things that. for cats? So I'm what, assuming I bet, it's kind of the same. Okay, well let's hear. So what, like what we like? brought home so and we should we should say so to to help because I think a lot of people's fears yeah. also are that oh my animal is gonna be totally weirded out by this new right. human that's in the house and like not understand it and maybe resent it because it's getting all the attention so yeah. there's like certain things you can do when you first bring your baby home to help just acclimate leave them your in pet. the same room for like same Lock way, the door. just like acclimating <laughs> a new pet you just put them in a room together let them work it out um, no 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 so like we made sure that you we just had- cover the baby in whipped cream. That's right. Well, that's for the dog. For cats, just some tuna. Just a little tuna. Babies smell great with tuna. Um, the uh, We had stuff built fairly early. Wait. Like new what? furniture. Like, oh, like oh, you know, oh. like the crib and stuff like that. Like we oh, wanted, uh. I didn't want to spend like the first couple of months trying to pull my cat out of the crib at the same because they like to crawl into anything new. Uh-huh. And it was very true. Like the changing table, Casper was in it before the last screw was oh, putty, so you funny. know, and like, like this is for me. Crib, I'm pretty sure like, oh, this is for me. Beautiful bed. Yeah. So they got kind of used to the house being rearranged a little bit, uh-huh. um, and we just let them. We just let them be on it. Mm-hmm. Uh And again, once Katie Bell got home, they didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. They were like, "We're out." Um, otherwise, what we did was uh, we had my mom bring home like one of the. Um, what do, you, what do you call them? That swaddling blanket? Yeah, sure. A fucking blanket. Yes. Okay. That thing. Hospital Square. blanket, receiving it's got blanket. Stripes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same one we have at every hospital. It's blue, yeah. pink, and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so my mom brought that home and like left that where the cats could smell it. Like uh-huh. it's basically bringing the scent of the baby home first. Right. And the scent of the baby with the mom, I think. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. We just I think brought... it's like mom mixed with baby oh, so that they can associate, okay, this goes with my human. Um, that makes sense. Because um, it's the same thing with dogs, actually. Like they I say, just to, like it was covered in me automatically because it had just come out of me. So I don't think I thought. <laughs> I also don't read the articles all the way. <laughs> um, but uh, and then when we got her home, we just made sure we spent time, and that's something we're constantly working on still. Like mm-hmm. with Stefan, I have to like even from the beginning. It's like B's right there. Just pet B. Yeah, and she's right there. Yeah, just pet her. You know, yeah. or like. Please just pet Casper. They're like sitting next, staring at you. Like, yeah. just let them know that you like. Like, it's a lot of because you do get kind of wrapped up in the baby, and you really do have to make an extended effort so that there. Because there are animals that get jealous and do oh, swipe, totally. and I mean, it's just another animal to them that's in the house. Totally. And uh, and the noise is piercing for them. And it is a lot of different, and they're crawling, so they're mm-hmm. all up in their stuff. Mm-hmm. So we made sure that B and Casper had their own areas. That, mm-hmm. like, just like you do when you have more than one pet. You know, this yeah. is yours. An area where they can't, like, where they can't be bothered by the right. baby was really key in our yeah. house. Because, like, there's, my dogs seem to, like, create beds for themselves in every single room of the house. <laughs> right. right. And, like, a lot of them, Simon can just go up to them and kind of, like, he'll just climb into the bed with them. Right. Which, like, really annoys the dog. But then there's like the do- there's like their beds where like Simon's not allowed to bother right. them there. That's like their safe space or whatever, and it's nice. Yeah, to I have think that. safe space, getting yeah. used to the 
smell, continuing to pay some sort of attention to them mm-hmm. uh, is really helpful. We did a lot of, like, before the baby came, we did a lot of, like, pull the tail, give a treat. Poke the eye, no give a treat. Way. Yeah, That's like genius. Yeah, like, pull the hair, give a treat. Like, just sort of, like, trying to, trying to get them used to, like... <laughs> If you get bugged, you're doing a good job. You're doing the oh right thing. Oh, my gosh. And, that's kind of genius. And that was good because, I mean, Simon. a little Simon, fucked up, but it's kind of no, genius. It, it no, totally, it totally works. Like, because Simon will, I mean, he so he loves the dogs and he'll, like, sometimes hug them. But he'll are, hug them a little bit too hard sometimes. Right. He, I mean, he's mostly very gentle, but, like, yeah, but you know. but it's Kids are, yeah, yeah they don't He's get doing it. his best. But yeah. it's like, yeah. Um, and so they're totally, they're fine with that. Like they never like snap at him or whatever, which is kind of impressive because they're, they're smaller than him now. So they could theoretically yeah. be like pretty threatened by him, but they're, <laughs> they're pretty good about it. Let's jump on in. We were, I was, we were going to talk about this towards the end, but let's oh. jump on in. Let's talk about some other good things to do. Like in oh, terms sure. of, you know, you have the kid, everybody's adjusted to life in the house. Mm-hmm. What are things you try and teach them? Because I know that for us with the cats, mm-hmm. You know, I could have really written a book on, like, how to pet your cat. You know, like, <laughs> baby's totally. manual on how to deal with cats. You know, yeah. like, uh, be prepared that anytime you touch your cat, there is a 90% chat chance your cat is going to scratch you. Right. You know, just a little girl would progressively get more and more scratched as the book went Aww. on, right? <laughs> but, like, you know, but there is something. It's sort of the same, like, you were doing to the dogs. Mm-hmm. It's a little true with the kid. You got to get used to potentially, you know, cat. We were very, like... Even though she couldn't talk and barely understood things, we were just mantras in the house were never pull the tail. Don't step on the Mm -hmm. cats. Don't pet the cat with your foot. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, it's always gentle, gentle, just up towards the head. Mm -hmm. You know, you try and teach them the cat. Like there's Mm -hmm. a poster going around somewhere that's like, places cats like to be touched. And there's like one (laughs) spot and everything else is like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Um, We've got like, we have like dog cats. I mean, they're pretty affectionate. They pretty much do like to be social. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, it was just a lot of, if the cat's walking away, don't chase the cat. Like, don't try and pick the cat up at this point. Don't eat cat food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't go in the cat box. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Just over and over. And then when we would go to the park and you'd see dogs. Like, I remember one time I saw, Katie Bell and I were, like, in the stroller. We were coming home. And I saw, like, somebody was walking a dog. And a woman had some kids with her. And they were coming across the street. And the kids, before they even got across the street, were hysterical about the dog like they were so scared of the dog they were so like now i don't know maybe something horrible happened with a dog earlier in life yeah but my instinct is you're just not prepping them for dogs some people just aren't dog people that's fine Uh, you know whatever but it doesn't mean you can't like prep your kid to be to see dogs Mm -hmm. so like i was like that is not gonna be my kid (laughs) you know because you're crazy you've just had a baby and it's everybody else's fault um so you know, again, early mantra, you know, never run towards a dog. Always right. hold your hand out for the dog to smell. Mm-hmm. Always ask if you can pet yeah. a dog. First and foremost. First I and think. foremost. Yeah, let me change those yeah. around. Yeah. Do not run towards the dog, then ask if you can pet the dog. Because yeah. there are a lot of dogs that aren't that don't like kids. No, and there's like yeah, there's a lot, a lot. of dogs. Even really friendly dogs yeah. that just don't like kids. I right. was I had this thing with Jesse like a few weeks ago where I realized he's been he's still doing this thing that drives me totally bonkers and did even before we had Simon, which is that if he sees a cute dog, he'll go up and pet it. Mm. 
um, without asking right. whoever has it on the leash, like, can I pet your dog? Right. And I just think you just have to ask. Like, you just do it. It's like, <laughs> you just ask. You know, it's like, it's a polite thing to do, right. but you're also, like, protecting yourself. You're also, like, protecting everybody involved in the situation. from yeah. And usually the dog is friendly, and usually if the dog was really you know, vicious or something, as you approached, you would kind of know. No. Or the person would say, like, don't, you know, my dog's not friendly or something. But I still just think it's the right thing to do. But now, even more so, like, if Simon's right there, I'm like, Simon's you're, running, you're yeah, teaching. He's walking. Yeah, I'm like, you're teaching Simon that he can just go up to any dog. Right. And Simon has no, like, because Simon's so used to the barking, yep. he doesn't see barking as, like, a deterrent uh, in any way. Right. Like, he's just like, hi, the dog's saying hi. Right. And so I'm like, <laughs> you absolutely like have to ask can I pet your dog right. and like people say yes and then you pet them, yeah, you know? like, there are a lot of people who will say no right and then you've got to also teach your kid yeah to respect the dog right respect the dog Just respect say, the hi, cat bye yeah. you know exactly because everybody you know toddlers and dogs are both prone to get excited that is so true. <laughs> so, that is so true. Well because okay so this is gonna immediately lead us into another discussion which is like, you would never walk up to somebody's kid and just start and just touching start and talk their t- kid. Yeah, and petting them. Like you would the dog. <laughs> like, there so are, true. like, there's this weird crossover universe of, like, pets and babies. Yes. Like, I don't know. Okay, so for me, before I had a kid, mm-hmm. again, not around a lot of babies, and when somebody would, like, bring one to the office, mm-hmm. I realized immediately <laughs> that I was just treating them like dogs. Yeah. Like, they'd be crawling, and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to come get you. Yeah. Who was a good boy? Yeah. Who was a good boy? And like yeah. my instinct to touch them is to just kind of rub their butts. Yeah. You know? yeah. Who was a good boy? Yeah. You are so good. Who was a good boy? I mean, that's exactly how I talk to us. Do you want something to eat? Here's a little something to eat. Like, I got, oh but like God. they don't care. But then I realized that everybody else looking at me might think Do I'm they talking know? to their kid like a dog. Do they, yeah. Do they think that? I but don't it's know. so pretty much exactly the same. That's how I talked to Katie Bell as well. I know. As like, I know. Like a baby girl. Like, <laughs> I know. It's so funny. It's so weird. And then we were on a walk the other day yeah. with your dog. Yeah. And, you know, your dog <laughs> stops and like takes his shit. Yeah. And like this couple's running past and like, oh, what a lovely dog. And yeah. Like, it's so like, great. You're like wiping the shit up I, off the ground and putting yeah. it in a bag. And they're like, yeah, that was great because um, it was a perfect example of people <laughs> just not being phased at all by dogs shitting. Like, right. we're walking along and all of us, it was like one of those things where my dog was like, oh, I have to go right now. Yeah. And it was I got like it right in now. the middle of the trail. Right. And these people, and we kind of like looked at the people sheepishly, like, sorry. I mean, like, right in the middle of the we're trail. We're right blocking their way. They had to go they had around to go us. around through and, some bushes. Yeah, and they were so cheerful about it. They're like, hey, you got to do it. You got to go. You got to go. Like, right. yeah, but the moment like, somebody <laughs> sees somebody changing a baby's diaper, like, outside, like, in public, even on the back of their car or whatever. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Yeah. Why would you let your kid, yeah. why would you even leave the house if your child has yeah. to use the bathroom? Unsanitary. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, I'm not saying, I don't want yeah. a dog shitting in a public fountain, and I also don't want a kid right. shitting in a public right. fountain. But, like, it's just funny. if we had stopped on the side of the trail to, like, quickly change a diaper right. or something... That would have been... It would have been like, avert your eyes. Avert your eyes, yeah. And this is, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, it, don't say is, anything, just avert, avert your eyes. Avert your eyes and make a stink face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that would be... But like there's... Um, uh, yeah, and then there's and then there's this whole thing of like, 
dog people who, and I'm not saying dog people in a demeaning way at all because I totally consider myself you are a, a dog, dog person, person, right? But like dog people who maybe don't have kids or aren't interested right. in kids or they're just not like kids aren't on their radar right. really. Like I'll be going along with my precious angelic baby, <laughs> beautiful baby, and my dogs, and people will come up and be like. Oh, look at your dogs. Oh, my God. There's a, and, like, literally not even see right. the baby. Like, yeah. they're so excited about my dogs. Like, I mean, my dogs are cute, but, I mean, yeah. come on. And there's a baby There's here. a baby. I mean, and it just would crack me up every single time because I'm like, okay, like, some people are just into dogs. Like, Well, you also brought up a point, and this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but we were walking and you saw, like, a woman with dogs and baby and yeah. you were like you know what sometimes when I'm out with a friend walking and I've got the dogs and the baby I just wish they would be like can I walk your dog or your baby yeah. can, can I, I just take help one off your take hands one off your hands yeah but you always do see the mom like the two moms like walking and, like one has nothing nothing yeah and the other's like schlepping dogs and babies and everything like else stroller and you know the other mom's to... totally like can I put my cell phone in your stroller right <laughs> Oh my god, so funny! I know, and then and then what I always do to myself is I go, well, I chose them. I chose this horrible I chose life. Slogging these <laughs> creatures around uh, like it's my own fault. But yeah, that's always uh, the um. Well, and then my last my last like corresponding pet to people kind of thing. Yeah. Again, we would take Katie Bell out to in Park Slope. There was a thing called the Tot Lot, which mm-hmm. was like a special area for mm-hmm. like baby babies. Was that kind of like a dog park or? It was exactly like, I realized later it was exactly like a dog dog park. park. It was. And then you start to realize that that's how you're interacting. Like, you know, all the baby's names. You're like, hi, Sophie. Yeah. Hi, Sophie. Other Sophie. Hi, everybody's name's Sophie. Yeah. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Hi, redheaded Sophie. Hi, brunette Sophie. Hi, you know, whatever. Um, Hi, so, you know, everybody's kids' names. Mm-hmm. You don't know the parents, mm-hmm. but you talk to them like you know that, you know, what are you feeding them? Yeah. Are they, how are they? Are they going to the back? Like, it's, yeah. it is the exact same conversations. And again, you get down and you're like, hello. Yeah. Who are you doing? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you just kind of know the parents as you would the owners of dogs. Totally. And they become like the tot lot friends. Yeah. Like, I always see them at the tot lot. Right. I always see them like they right. are. It's so, and just like the tot lot, you would, just like a dog run, you wouldn't want a baby wandering into it. Yeah. You don't want a dog wandering into oh the God, tot that's lot. That's so true. <laughs> just like, ah, it's I like a five-year-old like, I mean, up. it really does make sense that people say, like, having a pet is like practicing for having a child. Oh, like, it yeah. actually, because people are like, like, you know, when you get your first pet, like, yeah. as a couple or whatever, and people are all like, so are you practicing? You right. know, and they like, but, <laughs> it, but it's, I know, <laughs> but it's, I, I mean, I think it is actually kind of true. I mean, obviously. No, Obviously, tra- having a child changes your life way more. No, but like, they're equal. But there's something about... They're, they're totally equal. <laughs> it's totally exactly equal. the same. Um, no, but I mean, there's something about maybe like sharing the responsibility as a couple well, that you that, do... there's that. There's feeding. There's medical stuff. Yeah, and you can't just like leave. You can't just I leave. Yeah, I feel like it, it was no, practice. It's, it's so... Oh, did you? Yeah. See, with cats, I guess not, because you can kind of leave cats for a yeah. couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> and they're fine. I mean, somebody just has to come in and feed them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm so jealous it's, of that. It's a little... That's a little easier. Yeah. Um, but well, with the dogs, you could take to like a fun dog hotel and like mm-hmm. they all hang out with their dog buddies. Yeah, but it's expensive. Yeah, cats you take and they're like, you're abandoning us so and we'll be sad. Did you have to do anything um, to, to, this probably <laughs> sounds so stupid, but like, 
Knowing you were going to go into labor, did you have to make a plan for your cats? Like for when you were. My mom was in town. My mom was in town, so she, she, I knew that she would, and we had like neighbors upstairs who were like around, and like, I mean, we were only there again, though we packed for like a week in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Like we could, we had to like make two trips to get back to the car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so dumb. We, we were there. It was like, you know, 48 hours or yeah. 72 hours or something like that. So they were fine. Yeah. They were fine. Oh, okay. It wasn't. Um, they're used to being like, whatever. <laughs> um, so I guess the bottom line is you should have a pet when you, you have should. children. It makes sense. It's fun. The moment you have a second or third child, you should probably get two or three more animals. You should. Because it's really relaxing. Be sure to get like a kitten or a puppy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, or a couple of them. Cause yeah. Because you, know, you, you know, it'll it, give you something to do. That's right, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to make your kids stronger, and your pet stronger. And Z Rose and no one knows where they come. I'm Cameron Esposito, and I'm the host of Maximum Fun's new podcast, Wham Bam Pow a sci-fi movie show, and action movies also. Did I forget to say action movies? Every week I'll be joined by Mr. Ricky Carmona. And Ms. Rhea Butcher. And we are going to chat about films. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to be hilarious. We're going to play games. We're going to have guests. We're going to give reviews. It's going to blow your mind. If you want to listen to the show, you can find it at MaximumFun.org or you can subscribe on iTunes. Can you believe how many things I just listed? So many things. Wham! <laughs> Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes? What you got this week, pie lady? What you got, genius? <laughs> hey, everybody loved I know, that. I know. Everybody loved the pie. I just, I, what's your genius moment this okay. week? <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. This one is a little more conventional. Okay, all right. You might be a little more comfortable with this one. Uh, uh, I need things <laughs> to not be so different. <laughs> um, I took Simon, Jesse and I took Simon to uh, this place in Pasadena, called, or it's San Marino, whatever, called The Huntington that has crazy flowers and mm-hmm. crazy like kids water fountain garden area Ooh. which I hadn't taken him since he was like maybe 11 or 12 months yeah. and kind of didn't really get it and it just like dawned on me oh my god first of all it's not a thousand degrees outside yet which right. is gonna be all summer there it's gonna yeah. be really hot oh, it's gonna be really hot but it was over the weekend it was like 70s yeah and um Simon is really into flowers right now. Like, Jesse got him way into flowers because they go walking in the morning and look at flowers on our street. It's ridiculous. It's really cute. Um, And so we went, and it was just just a perfect thing. Like, it was like he's just, like, right at the right age. Nice. It was, like, everything that he's interested in, which is basically (laughs) water play and different kinds of bright, beautiful (laughs) flowers that he could touch and smell. And um, so we went in the morning, and then we left to, like, have lunch and take a nap. And then I was like, you know what? We 
paid for the day. I'm taking them back. And yeah. we just like went back in the afternoon and played there all afternoon. It was just the best day. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, genius. Thank you. Yeah, that's pretty good. What do you got? Um, all right. So there were a lot of things I promised myself in the last pregnancy that I was going to do <laughs> the second pregnancy. I was not going to deprive myself of. Mm-hmm. Clearly one is better maternity clothes, which I'm totally depriving myself of. But the other thing that I got myself that I thought was totally silly the first time, but then by the time I was really into the pregnancy, I was like, this is heaven, was one of those big pregnancy pillows. Ooh. You know, and not, I mean, my, because my back always really hurts. Like, not just like a body pillow, but like No, this is the one that goes like all the way around you. It's like a giant, if it connected at the bottom, it would be a lifeboat. And it's huge (laughs) and awkward for anybody else in the bed. But... You know, I gave it to somebody in New York before we left or yeah. whatever. But, like, I really automa- – I immediately have to sleep on my side. I cannot right. – it yeah. already bothers me to sleep on my back. So I'm already on my side, but I cannot get the pillows right. And my back hurts. Like, my back yeah. needs additional support. Yeah. And uh, and so we fi- – I just – like, I've been bitching about it, like, whatever. And Stefan yeah. was like, we're getting the pillow! <laughs> and, um, and so we got it and it arrived last night. And, like – you know, because you can sit in it in a million different ways. And so, like, I sat and was reading, and it was, like, everything was, like, totally supported. And then I am glad, because I was fighting it. I was like, yeah. oh, it's, you know, I don't remember it being this expensive the first time. And, like, can I you say how much sit. it was? I'm but curious. it was, like, wound up being, like, I remember the first time buying it for, like, 49 bucks. Uh-huh. This time, they were, like, online for, like, the cheapest we could find was, like, 69 bucks. Okay. And I'm a little, like, I can live yeah. with pillows. Right. And Stefan was like, I can't. But if you think about it, like, a good pillow costs, like, oh, I know. that I, much anyway. I'm that's the same with that shoes. I'm yeah. like, I can't spend more than $30 yeah. on shoes. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like, wait, I wear them every day. Yeah. Like, that's dumb. If it helps you sleep, it's got to be It was, worth. and sit, and just, like, be. So it helps you sit, like, in bed or yeah, on so the like, couch you can, or what? Like, yeah, you, it just, like, supports you and all. You can, like, it's sort of like a boppy, but for grownups. You know what I mean? That's like, amazing. you can kind of. Say, come over, have a seat in it. Yeah, I can tell you, it was, and they've got different shapes, but I really like the full because again, I need the back, yeah, and the front at the same time. And it's just designed so everything just tucks right where it's supposed to go. Oh, and uh, I mean, you got to experiment with it, right? But like, it was right. I was like, you know what? Good, good, good. Job. If it means pink shirts for like two more, you know, like another month, fine, that's fine. At least I can sleep. Hi, um, I'm calling to share my genius moment. <laughs> I have a seven-month-old son, and he's utterly precious to me in every way. Um, and it's been great, except for that he is really mastering rolling and rolling at all of the wrong times. <laughs> and so one of his favorite times to roll is when we are changing his dirty oh. diaper. And so we've really been battling with how to find a solution for this, and we finally found one, and I just feel like such a genius for it. Um, when he is down on the changing table, we put a little napkin or a dish rag or whatever we have on hand over his eyes, and we play peekaboo. <laughs> and we're just like, where's Ari? And then he removes the blanket and smiles, and then he covers himself back up, and he stays utterly still because he's hiding from you and it's just long enough for us to change his diaper and everyone's happy and no one's screaming or crying and <laughs> it is it's perfect yeah that's awesome i know i good know job. i thought that was a really good like just problem solving one good tip yeah. in general yeah because i was thinking like if you block them from doing it they're just going to get more frustrated yeah. and try harder yeah <laughs> you know? exactly like, i'm gonna roll yeah but the distraction good great. job mom good job genius well let's knock ourselves down a peg <laughs> fail 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 
You suck. What's your fail this week? <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> I, I brought my, like, genuinely sick, like, 102 fever child mm. to a dinner party. Ah, I have ah, Wait, wait, it gets worse. At the home of our friends who have a newborn. Oh, my God. I know. And I didn't realize mm. how sick he was till we got there. Of like he'd kind of been sick for a couple of days, so I right. should have been tipped off. But I was like, he's kind of over it. He's getting over yeah. it. And he'd had, like he'd had Tylenol, so like the fever was like was low. Like it wasn't even. It was like maybe ninety nine or ninety. Yeah. And I was like, he's fi- he seems fine, fine, you know. And we get there and we're just hanging out. And I'm holding the baby, and it's all wonderful. Blah blah blah. <laughs> talking to the mom, and I look over, and Simon's face is like bright red, oh. and I feel him, and I'm like. Oh my god! I started like stripping his clothes because I mean he was really, he was really hot and he was totally miserable. So I ended up just having to leave and take yeah. him home. But I felt so horrible for like bringing my sick <laughs> child not only to a party which was then ruined, right? But to the home That's of our awful. friends with a newborn. That total asshole. That really is pretty. I actually may have you beat. In what? terms of being really right. making a horrible decision. Well, I'll be the judge of you that. Be the judge. So we were recently on a trip to Alabama to visit my parents. Mm-hmm. And I went down first with Katie Bell. And we've been there a couple of days. Stefan gets in like a couple of days later. And everybody's like, well, who's going to pick up Stefan? <laughs> and they're like, you and Katie Bell and, you know, Mama are going. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right. Stefan's probably got in at 530. So this is like at the end of a day where she's oh. not really napping anymore. Yeah. And it's like. 10, like 30 minutes before dinner. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. You know, I make the grill. I make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that doesn't make it into the car. Oh. Now, luckily, I got a bag full of fucking granola bars because I always do. <laughs> right. She falls asleep in the car. Sometimes, though, we have a fairly decent time waking up because we're going okay. to pick up Papa. But hello, we've been going through a long phase of, I don't want Papa. Oh, you know what right. I mean? She's, you know, like, so I have to wake her up. I have to, like, the only way I can get her out of the car is if I'm carrying her, and she is a three-and-a-half-year-old, and I am pregnant. And, like, we get into the airport. She's just hysterical and crying. And, like, I finally, I mean, she won't even go stand and wait for him to come down. Like, the time I get her to get up, he comes down. She wants nothing to do with him. She's just crying. And, and I know it's my fault. I have taken her. I should have left her at home. I should have. I have never Broken the cardinal rule of like try not to go grocery shopping when right. they should be napping. Try not right. to do these things when they're you know should like be having no. Dinner. Yeah. I know this isn't going to go well, and yeah. I took her. So then Stefan is greeted by his child who doesn't want to see him, which is right. which really bothers him. Right? Yeah, because it's been a few days. It's been a by few then, days, yeah. and he's like very sensitive to that kind of thing, Aww. and why like, it just was awful. Aww. It was just your worst case scenario, and it was my fault. I mean, I did it. I made the wrong choice. Fail. This past weekend was, of course, Mother's Day, and I headed out with my four-year-old son to try and find my mom, his grandmother, a nice Mother's Day card. Unfortunately, I spent more time trying to keep him from pulling every single card off the shelf in Walmart and getting quite frustrated with him. Um, So there I was, about 10 minutes long, trying to find a single card that would actually work, and I'm getting mad at my son in front of the Mother's Day card rack in Walmart. <laughs> That's my fail moment. Oh. I did get a card, though. And she understood. 
Thanks. Bye. <laughs> so ironic. So ironic. I know. I know. I know. That, that, you know, we're about... That's hard. Yeah. It, it, it just goes back to that whole thing of like, like, I'm definitely having that experience of... Some days it's not a big deal to take your kid places, but yeah. there are other days where you're like, I have to get these tasks completed. Yeah. And it is really hard to do with a kid yeah. of pretty much any age. Yeah. To go pick out one card... That's exhausting. Yeah, and you have to do so much extra work when you have a kid with you. Yeah, like, put them in the you car can't seat. Just, like, yeah, run in I've and stopped. Grab a card yeah, and, I've stopped know. halfway through my errand days sometimes mm-hmm. and said, "I'm not going any further. I cannot put this kid in and out of a car seat one, one more, time. more time." I know. I've hit my limit. Yeah, of I've in hit and my out limit. Of the car seat. I know. Yeah, I just like making me bananas. Um, well, you at least got a card. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. Teresa, <laughs> do you want me to leave because you hate me too much? Right I now? love you right now. Um, but you know what would make me feel better? What? Nothing. Uh. But <laughs> but you know, actually, I think we need to call a mom. Oh yeah, we got to get someone else let's in get, here. Let's get somebody else in here. People are tired of listening to us. Uh, let's call a mom today. We are talking to the very lovely uh, Cynthia Silver who is not only an actress uh, and a blogger and an entrepreneur and a mom. I don't believe any of these things. Yeah, too many things. (laughs) Too many things. Uh, How's that for a welcome? Welcome to the show, Cynthia. (laughs) Thank you, mamas. Uh, How are you today? Well, judging by the pile on my desk, it's just another day here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That was a very gentle way of putting it. That was I it. liked that. I think we all know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I actually, my, you know, my husband is a stage manager and he's extremely organized. Oh. And um, so his desk is always very pristine. <laughs> and mine looks like it, you know, it always looks like it's thrown up. Yeah. So... <laughs> He actually rearranged our office recently so that when you walk in the apartment, at least now, all you see is his. His ah, yeah, that's, that's nice. That's nice. That's very smart. <laughs> you of have him, to like actually. go around the corner in order to notice your desk. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You you can't like see the pile from the you know front door. Anymore. But now there's even less incentive for you to clean it right. up. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's also true. <laughs> so so in a way, he's helped you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's keeping the peace. That's very good. That's very good. Well, let's talk about keeping the peace in your house. Who Mm -hmm. all lives in your house? Well, let me also say that it's very kind of you to call it a house, but really, it's a studio apartment. Wow. So we live in a studio apartment uh, in the West Village, um, and so we uh, just have gotten very creative about yeah. living here with our daughter, who is about to turn four. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, <laughs> and so she basically has a, um, a, a, a little hallway that we've <laughs> converted into a kid's room. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good, though. That's good. That's really cool. That's actually very good. Yeah. And then we also we have a kitty cat named Phoebe. Mm-hmm. 
she was um she was part of a of a duo um her brother Jake died about mm, let's see Sadie was two so and we still talk about it she's still i mean she's really like the concept of a of a pet dying um, is still just like on her brain. In a yeah, you know, yeah. We we actually our show today was on pets, and that was something we didn't touch on. Uh, one of our cats died shortly after we got to California, and Katie Bell was, I guess, just under three, maybe just about to turn three when this happened. And like you know, you mm-hmm. had to give her, you know, you had to tell her. Like we, you know, we believe very much in just being totally honest with our daughter. Yeah. And, you know, Casper has died, you know, and can talk about him. We have his pictures up. You know, Casper will always be with us, you know, as long as we think of him. And she does. She'll still, you know, we now have Onion, but this is, we used to have Casper. And sometimes, like, her kitty cat stuffed animals become Casper for the day. You know, it's, they actually adapt right. pretty well when you're honest with them about what happens. Yeah, it is. It's pretty It's pretty remarkable. Um you know, but it, I'll never forget the day that it, it yeah. <laughs> the day that it happened. I happened to be home by myself, mm. and I mean, you have to understand. Jake got sick probably about oh, maybe a month into Sadie's life. Mm. Um, he uh, ended up, you know, having kidney failure, and so I mean, I'll I'll never forget having like Jake hooked up to the IV and Sadie <laughs> and her high chair and I you know and it's like I'm thinking to myself this is my life this is yeah, how right. this happen yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so you know we try we kept him you know we kept him around as long as we could but then one day I was home by myself and Sadie was at school and my husband was actually away doing a job in San Diego so it was literally the uh, I can't even remember the last time I had been home by myself. Right, yeah. <laughs> which was supposed like to be this amazing, joyous time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And poor Jakey, oh. who had been curled up in my husband's outbox for the last oh. month. I mean, it's like how. I mean, the the cat was comical. I know. Yeah. I was going to um, say that's some pretty deep shit, cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he had never curled up in that box before, but like for the last month of his life, he slept in Matt's oh, outbox. Go my figure. Baby. So he jumped out of Matt's outbox, and oh, poor Jakey. I mean, his legs, his back legs, gave out on him, and I was just like, okay, this is it, Jakey. Yeah. Like I knew this day would come, and it's come, and I only have two hours to make this happen. I mean, right. it was horrible, but it was oh, like, yeah. I was like, you know, because I had to go pick up Sadie. Right, you're the only yeah, one you're the only one home, right? Yeah. I put him in the box. I took him up to the vet. And, I mean, we put him down. I mean, you know, and it was one of those things that I was like, okay, we're on a schedule here. We have to get this I done. And it, didn't hit, it didn't even hit me yeah. until the next day when Sadie asked me where Jake was. And she, you know, she woke up and she's like, where's Jake? And honest to God, I had to pick up Sadie off of her changing table, take her over to our bed and lie down with her because I thought I was going to pass out. Right. You know, it was one of those moments where you're like, oh my God. And now I have to tell my child that the, you know, that, the, that this happens. Yeah. It's a member yeah. of your family. I mean, they, yeah. you know, you know. And it's the first time of acknowledging yeah, like, mortality yeah. with exactly. your child, which is like, I, I mean, yeah. I, it's enormous. I haven't had to go there yet. And I'm already like thinking I don't want to have to do that. For well, you a really also, long time. yeah, you also have to prepare yeah. them for the fact that they're going to see, you know, mama and papa grieving. You know what I mean? Well, because it would keep. It would, yeah. I know with Casper, it would hit Stefan and I so out of the blue, 
you know, and you it you you can't always control it, and you don't want to you know raise your kid never letting you show emotions for our grief. Absolutely. And yeah. so, like, you have to prepare them. This isn't scary. Yeah, this may be scary, but this is a normal reaction to losing somebody that you love, and you have to like prepare them for that too, which is also emotionally hard to do while you're going through the loss. Well, there's a question we always like to ask our guests, which is, mm. what did you before having your daughter? Mm. What did you think being a mom, motherhood, the whole nine yards was going to be like versus what you may have discovered it to be? <laughs> that question, I'm just going to leave that hanging now. Now. <laughs> um, I had beautiful fantasies about, yeah. you know, our little bohemian lifestyle here, <laughs> you know, and it would just be so, you know, easy and organic and everyone yeah. would just, you know, be so harmonious. And <laughs> what? What is it about I mean, yeah, the world? You know, that every mom says just, this. Yeah, every we all, mom. We all think says we're going to have what it we're this finding way. out. Yeah, and yeah, and, you know, they're like you're like babies are portable. You can take them anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not going to let like, this like this is change, change me. me. Like it's not. I'm, yeah. I mean, it'll be different, but it'll still be me. Right. And I'll just be going about my life and, with the baby. Then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I didn't think I was going to change a bit. You know, and then I... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, how can you not change when, you know, you're getting emails from the preschool like, um, there's been a lice infestation. Yeah. Yeah. It is nothing like you think it's going to be. I am waiting for that one call to get one day we are going to ask a mom who's like, it was exactly as I imagined. It is magical every minute. Yeah. Um, It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. (laughs) You know, we all just get along so well. It's not stressful. You know, it's not stressful. I never feel like I want to yell. You know? <laughs> never, never. Ever. Or drink heavily. Or just get in the car to go to the store and just keep driving. And never come back. Never come back. Just call that my husband from I mean, Vegas. I get, you know, when I get on, you know, the, the I forget which train it is, the A train, I think that goes out to uh, JFK. Right. And I'm always like, yeah, I could go to JFK right now. <laughs> That would be so funny. amazing. I could go to JFK and I could just get on a plane. Anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. JFK, I could just go anywhere. Really, you could really international. Go you could really go anywhere. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, I, I want to, there's so many things we want to touch on, but um, we, and I know this isn't even one of the things that you're really working on right now, but you've been working on for a couple of years. There's, uh, you have a one woman show about Bridezilla. You were, yep. you, I'll, I'll let you kind of give a very brief scenario of how the One Woman Show came about. But we have a very specific sort of mom-related question for you regarding it. But I but I do feel oh, that good. you're the only person who can probably do the story justice uh, as I mysteriously leave to our audience, Bridezilla. Yeah. So, uh, Bridezilla. so tell us a little bit about your Bridezilla experience and what came out of it. Well, uh, um, my... One woman show is called Bridezilla Strikes Back. <laughs> it is a um, cautionary tale about my uh, very naive adventures 
in the world of reality TV. Um, I was one of the original brides on the first season of Bridezilla's. I, just, you know, our sound engineer is like, wow. And I'm like, you have not even heard this story. You don't even know where this is going. I know. Yeah. Well, it was an accident in that I was approached by my um, wedding planner who... Uh, oh, that bitch! <laughs> She's like, listen, there's this documentary film company oh, that's Everybody doing gets suckered a, in by documentary. Oh. That's right. That's, well, you have to understand, this is when I was engaged, and it was back in 2002. Right, so, like reality, so this, there wasn't a lot of reality stuff out yet. I mean, no, n- not fact, a ton. And documentary this, sounds so classy. Yeah, it was a documentary series. Mm. called, and they were calling it Manhattan Brides. And it was supposed to be, uh, um, you know, successful New York women who, as well as preparing for their wedding day, are also running businesses or careers. And these women should represent how things are done New York style. (laughs) And And, of course, I was a struggling actress trying to, you know, make some sort of a you know, uh, name for myself. And, you know, it just was like not happening. I mean, I was really, really, you know, in it and struggling and not get, not getting arrested. And so I was like, well, look at, look at Greg Kinnear. You know, he was the host of Talk Soup and now, you know, he's a movie star and look at, you know, um, Oh God, there were, you know, there were, there was a handful of people like on Survive, you know, like Elizabeth on, on The View. I mean, you know, everyone seems to forget that she was an Australian Outback survivor. Right. Yeah. And, you know, these people, like some, you can have a career legitimately launched from a reality show or documentary right. or, or, like or a TV show. TV sometimes. show of any yeah. kind. Right. And so I just thought, okay, maybe this is, maybe this is opportunity knocking in a weird way. Right. So. Um, so I decided to do it and I'll never, and my husband was just like, I don't trust those bastards. <laughs> and, and he, and you know, even when they showed up, when the film crew showed up on the first day, he's like, I don't trust you bastards. And, you know, and there were these, this British film crew. And of course they, they totally won us over. And, mm. you know, we were like drinking and partying with them after we would shoot and, you know, and they were like, you're the downtown bride. You're so cool. Blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, you know, they just, yeah. And, and, to, you know, and the, uh, to their defense, they didn't even know what they were in for, um, because they really were legitimate documentarians. Um, the crew that they got was like top notch, but it was the first season and it was being produced by a British film company. And, um, and then when they went back into the, you know, when they went back across the pond, they ended up striking a deal with Fox. And they put together a one-hour special that aired before their hit show, Joe Millionaire. Um, Remember that show? The guy that. with the rich guy who, you yeah. know, found a bra. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, it, it was a one-hour special on Fox that aired before uh, Joe Millionaire. And 11 million people watched it. And you can only imagine. I mean, it was, it was really cut and spliced. And they... They made us all look crazy. Right. And, yeah. and that was the first time they revealed the name Bridezilla, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. So, like, they didn't really tell you they the were first... gonna that you were gonna be Bridezilla. They didn't tell you that they nope. were gonna edit you to look totally crazy. No. It was a and it was a quote tongue in cheek title that they were giving it. So they they tricked us in that way. I mean, you know, I mean, we should we should have known better. I mean, it, you know, it was if it's too good to be true, then it probably is. But they got like a you know they got some amazing women to be on that first season. I mean, all of these women were so successful in their own right. You know, one owned owned her own ad agency. One was a Wall Street trader. One was, you know, uh, the PR rep for like H and M. I mean, it was like some, you know. And then I was the downtown actress bride. You know, it's that very was, easy to turn successful, women, motivated women into looking like totally monsters. crazy monsters, yeah. which is monsters. amazing. So this happens. You wind up getting this horrible backlash online. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. People start yeah. like coming after you and like you're I mean, so you just get married and then you're just getting beaten up online for being this right crazy right. person. Right. Yeah. My my um my uh, relationship to the Internet is definitely um, tortured. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and of course, I couldn't help it. I mean, you know, everyone's like, don't read it. Don't read it. Don't read it. And it's like, um, have it's you about met me. me. It's about me. It's a, it. Yeah. And, you know, and it was horrible. I mean, particularly like on message boards on the not.com and like all these places where women are supposed to be helping each other and celebrating each other. And they were just like horrible. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to write a one woman show. Right. Where Where you sort of deal with. Yeah, I pretty much go. I, t- I I talk about the whole journey, and then I also talk about the the backlash and the aftermath, and me like you know be, actually becoming the bridezilla after bridezillas had aired because I was became so obsessed mm. with my image and with what was being said about me, mm. and you know I I really went a little bit bonkers. Well, so here's the mom question we have in relation to this because this all happened yeah. before you had your daughter before you had Sadie. Yeah. And so the question is, once you had her, mm. how did that play into it? Did it change your attitude towards it? Did it change your, I mean, did it, did it rev you up to be, I mean, because if this thing is out there, this thing that you cannot control on some level yeah. is out yeah. there. You've, you've made your peace with it and you've done your like, your sort of like onstage therapy with it. You've turned it into something yeah. empowering for you, but like, right. you've got a little girl. Yep. And the world yep. is a horrible place sometimes. Yep. And like, how yep. did that affect your thinking on this whole experience? You know, the only thing that I really can do, the only thing that I have control over is how she feels about herself. Right. And I mean, I, I, and I don't really have control over that to, uh, you know, to some degree, but, uh, but, but how I talk to her and how I prepare her and empower her you know, uh, that's really all I can do because people are going to say whatever they're going to say and you don't have any control over that, you know, and, and the, the, you know, the thing that I'm, you know, grappling with now, even, even, I mean, shockingly at four years old, it's like, you know, kids say things to other kids. Yeah. You've got and, a great blog post out there uh, that's been out and gotten some attention recently about your daughter being a tomboy and some of the <laughs> She's the most rad looking time. I like totally want to hang out with your daughter. Yeah. Um, she looks way cooler. She than looks so cool. Either of us. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa and I can could never look as cool as your daughter. Um you're but you're dealing with like 
already dealing with her at preschool, like running into being called a boy. Today, she, you know, she left in her Iron Man shirt. Right. Um, and, you know, it's like the only thing that I, I can say to her, I mean, you know, God, I'm so happy that she still wants to dress that way. Like it has not <laughs> deterred her in any way. You know, these girls will, you know, say, oh, you dress like a boy, you can't play with us and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay. And she'll just go play with the boys. I mean, she's like, she's so even about it right now. It's, it's, and I'm just doing whatever I can to celebrate the way she is and, you know, to let her know, like, yeah, if they don't want to play with you, there's an alternative. And it, you know, you don't, your feelings don't even have to get involved. And, uh, you know, so far so good. But I mean, she's only four. I mean, right. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that I'm going to, you know, she's going to come home in tears one day. I mean, that's just the way it is. Right. It's like you can envision all the tactics that you're going to use. Right. And then your kid comes home in tears and it's like it's right in front of you. And, you know, you you grasp for what you have in that moment. Well, we are quickly running out of time because this is yeah. always when we have wonderful people on. We yeah. talk. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's our habit. Um, and there are a lot of things we didn't get a chance to touch on, but what we're going to do is make sure we link to uh, your blog, I mean, your your writings, your blog posts, um, as well as uh, your, we don't have much time talking, but you are starting to create a, a product line for, for kids called Baby and Toe. But thank you, <laughs> Cynthia Silver, for joining us on the show today. Anytime, ladies. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And we will hopefully talk to you again soon. And either way, we'll let people know about all the exciting stuff that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. Um, and I love the show. And, you know, best of luck with your pregnancy. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. I just love talking to other moms. Me too. I know. Isn't that nice? It's really nice. It really is helpful. I don't feel so alone anymore. I know. And you're not. There are moms everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But what I always really, really like to hear (laughs) is moms having emotional breakdowns. (sighs) Hi, this is Kim, and I have a rant. Last two years of my life have been hell. My husband cheated and divorced me, which uh, in turn encouraged me to go back to school and get my master's degree. I have custody of our two children. So the last two years, I have been going back to school, trying to take care of kids by myself and navigate a divorce. And I am so close to being done with my degree. I can taste it. But I have the afternoon without my kids. And instead of working on my final paper, like I should be doing, I'm going to pour myself an adult (laughs) beverage and sit on my porch and watch this thunderstorm roll in right after I've just put laundry on the clothesline. (laughs) So, yeah. Thanks for what you guys do. I love the podcast. Bye. I love this one. This I one love is uh, her. so inspiring, it's actually. It's very inspiring. Yeah. And please, go pour yourself an adult beverage. Do. Sit down. Yeah. Sit. Do not work on your paper. Paper? Jesus. Are you crazy? You know what? You can wash those clothes. That is nature's way of washing your clothes. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. They'll dry tomorrow. Exactly. Good for you. I just could not. I just... 
Yeah, I love her. A I plus really, woman. you know, like that just, I think, embodies the whole process we're having. Again, it's a little bit of like that. Those are some horrible things to have to be going through. Yeah. While at the same time going through some amazing changes that are also work. Mm-hmm. And doing it with two kids pretty much by yourself is a big deal. But still being able to maintain a sense of humor is just so inspiring. And I just kudos to you. And as always, kudos to every parent out there who's doing this together, alone, upside down, in space, wherever you are. I've been watching too much Curious George lately. Everybody goes to space, right? Um, You're all doing a really great job. Teresa, you are doing a great job. Thank you. You're welcome. So are you. I'm uh, I'm doing all right this week. (laughs) It's not my best week. Um, But uh, everybody hang in there and, you know, we'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.